Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello, welcome back. This is episode number 239, and today is going to be a little bit more of a conversational episode. I've randomly throughout the week and throughout the month, I'll make notes. Random times, I'll have the thought that pops into my head about, ooh, this might be great for a podcast episode. Ooh, someone just asked me this question. Maybe I should do an episode about it. Ooh, it just, it happens all the time. These ooh moments, (laughs) these miniature light bulb moments. And then I look back and I'm like, oh, wow. That, that would be a great episode, and we can really dive into that. And then other ones, I'm like, oh, that's a small light bulb. Maybe maybe that, that won't work for an entire episode. So that's what today is going to be. It's going to be a bunch of, it's just a big hodgepodge, just a big conglomeration of a bunch of different notes that I had either written down or put down in my phone of different things that I thought would make a great episode. Essentially, it's going to be six things that might help you lose weight, or just maybe more importantly, help you to have a better quality of life, maybe help to improve your mental health a little bit, or maybe just provide some insight and maybe a little light bulb aha moment for you. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Let's get to it. Here we go. Number one, one of the most important skills for success is your ability to focus, specifically your ability to narrow your focus and execute because it's incredibly hard to execute, to take action and to do it consistently if you can't narrow your focus, if you're scattered, right? Like if you can't focus, then making progress is going to be really tough. If you're constantly distracted or you're just constantly scattering your energy out over a million different things, then you will struggle to cut through the hard stuff of life because that's what's needed, right? If we're going to make progress in some area that we've struggled with in the past, we have to be able to narrow our focus and cut through the hard stuff of life. It's not probably will not be a super easy path. So we have to narrow our focus, cut through that hard stuff, have breakthroughs, and we will make progress. Maybe a helpful way to think of it is like this. You can either be a laser or a floodlight. (laughs) Now, a laser is very narrow, right? They're usually small and they're very powerful. They can burn through things and they can find a way. Floodlights, on the other hand, are kind of helpful, but not super effective. They're spread out and they're really kind of weak. So when you think of your, your energy, when you think of your life force, if you can narrow it down, if you can narrow your focus, it can be like a laser and you can execute and you can make progress. And if you struggle to do that, then you're more like a floodlight. And your energy and focus and life force is just kind of going out over a bunch of different things, right? And the impact is not nearly as significant. So that's tip number one, thing number one. I don't know, whatever you want to call these. Next up, number two, what are you intentional about? So when you really think about life, there's kind of different categories, right? For almost all of us, there's at least, I mean, we could name multiple, we could break this down into, you know, 10 or 12 or 15 categories, or we could condense it to two or three. But for me, just when I was thinking through this, there's kind of five basic categories of life. There's career, there's family, there's your spiritual life, 
assuming most people have that to some degree, their personal spirituality. There's friends, and there's health, your physical and mental health. So let me go over those again. Career, family, personal spirituality, friends, social life, and health, which is your not just your physical health, but your mental health, and not just your mental health, but your physical health. Those are those are kind of they kind of come together. Without one, the other is doesn't matter a ton. We need those together. So here's my question to you. What are you being intentional about? What is slipping for you? What are you paying the most attention to? And what are you giving the most time and energy to? What are you paying the least attention to? What is getting very little time or energy from you? Well, you know, golly. I mean, we always hear stories of these people. are like, golly, man, I was so focused on progressing in my career and making money and providing for my family all these years that like now my my daughter's grown and she graduated and she's out of the house and I missed vital time with her that I'll never get back okay they were obviously putting way more time and energy into their career than to their family and this isn't a judgmental statement these are just things that happen right okay man I was you know I've been so focused on my family being there for my family and working of course and you know maintaining my career and God, I haven't talked to my friends in forever. Like, it's been, oh my gosh, it's embarrassing. It's been like six months, right? Okay, you know, like, obviously the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, like, God, I've been so busy with career and family and trying to have a little bit of a social life and have some fun that, like, my weight's trickled up. Like, I've, I never thought I would see that number on the scales, you know? Oh my gosh. And there's just certain things I don't even want to talk about. Like, you know, my spouse, my wife, my husband, like, they they'll broach some subject with me and I just shut down. Okay, well, maybe that's a mental health thing that we need to address. You know, maybe it's a spiritual, maybe there's some spirituality stuff. Maybe you've got some things from your past with, you know, your experiences with church or spirituality that were very positive and then you left it behind or maybe very negative and you left it behind. And those things need to be delved into. Here's the thing. If we think of this uh, with, you guys know, I love analogies, I love symbolism, I love metaphors, whatever, all those things. So if we, I think it can be helpful to think of this as a garden or, or like your lawn, right? Your yard, your landscape. As long as you take care of it, as long as you're intentional, you trim your bushes, you, you mow your lawn, you pick up sticks, right? You do all these things. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be fantastic. But if you ignore it, if you neglect it, if you neglect any part of that, any aspect of that, then things start to go awry. Things start to go downhill, Right. It, it, we've all seen that, you know, traveling somewhere and we drive through uh, some area and we see that abandoned house where the paint's peeling off, the yard hasn't been maintained, and it looks it looks sad, right? It just looks rough and it looks sad. That's what can happen to one of these areas of our life if we are not intentional about it, if we're not maintaining it. And the sad thing is, if we're really honest, most of us really don't even know much that we are like the whole word intention or intentionality or being intentional. It's like, yeah, I'm just kind of in a rhythm, Corey. I mean, come on, dude. I get up every day. I'm super busy. I go to work. I come home. I t- you know, I spend time with my family. Like I don't even, I don't even know what I am intentional about. So here's the thing, guys, we have limited resources, limited time and energy. You cannot maximize every area of your life all the time. That's not what I'm saying or encouraging you to do. But you can at least maintain most areas, 
while pursuing growth and progress in one or two specific areas. But to do this successfully, you must be intentional. It doesn't just accidentally magically happen. You will wind up at some point in your life looking back going, wow, how did that get so out of whack if you don't pay attention and be intentional? It might help to think of your resources, your time and energy, your limited resources. You only have so much time and energy. It might help to think of those like money, right? You, you may have a budget. So, you know, a certain amount of money goes towards your car payment. A certain amount of money goes towards your mortgage or your monthly rent. A certain amount of money will go towards, you know, your groceries for the month, whatever. And if you don't do that, then, uh-oh, you could wind up in debt and, and more and more and more debt. If we want to manage our money successfully, then we budget it. Maybe it's a good idea to think in the same way with our time and energy. Maybe we manage our life and what we really want out of life, out of our career, out of our family, spirituality, friends, and our health, our physical and mental health. Maybe we manage those things to get the most from it by being intentional and budgeting our resources, our time and energy. So that's number two. What are you intentional about? Maybe what do you want to get intentional about and budget for? Next up, number three. I believe there's a danger with streaks. Streaks. What do you... Yeah, Corey, I, if, I, if I go streaking, I'm going to get arrested. No, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> streaks. Like, oh man, I worked out. I've been working out 37 days straight. woo And that's amazing. And I applaud you. And that's wonderful. Man, I haven't, I haven't had any sugar, which is not true because there's sugar in so much stuff. If you had a piece of fruit, then you had sugar. Okay, Corey, whatever. I haven't had any processed sugar. I haven't had any sweets for two months now. I'm so excited. Okay, that's great. Here's the question. Are you just drunk on the streak? Are you just pursuing a streak? Or are you pursuing what the streak might actually bring? Better yet, are you pursuing what consistency with that action will, will bring rather than just a perfect streak? Because a streak is, is great and it can really give you some motivation and energy to keep going. But what happens when you break the streak? <laughs> As author John Acuff says, what happens the day after perfect? Because a streak represents perfection, right? I haven't had any desserts in 37 days. I'm so proud of myself. What happens when you finally have desserts? Then do you start a new streak? And if you do, you're going to be possibly feel really discouraged when you're on like day two. Man, I had 37 days built up and I'm only on day two. That's the danger of streaks. Or... Maybe even worse, you go, well, the streak's over. Screw it. I miss my dessert so much. I'm just going to eat them every day. Do you go all or nothing with it? The danger with streaks is that they're a sneaky way for all or nothing and perfectionism to creep in. So maybe instead of pursuing streaks, we should pursue consistency. Imperfect consistency. That's what will really lead to the results that we want. Becoming consistent, imperfectly consistent with an action. There's been times in my coaching group where someone is really excited. And if I know they have a tendency to go towards all or nothing and perfectionism, they're really excited. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I've worked out, you know, 22 days in a row. And I'm, I've literally said to them, Hey, I want you to, I want you to take tomorrow off. I want you to not work out. Don't walk, don't do anything. And they're like, what? And then if they've been in the group for a while, they know they're like, ah, oh, I, I didn't even think about it all or nothing. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I want you to take tomorrow off, intentionally break that streak, celebrate it, rest. And then the day after go right back to it and enjoy it. Just let that go. 
and let's strive for consistency. So that's number three. Next up, number four. Just because we could doesn't mean we should. (laughs) I don't like the word should because it can lead to a lot of unhelpful negative emotions and really mess us up. But it rhymes in this instance, could, should, and it helps helps make my point. So just bear with me here, okay? I've seen all kinds of crazy, like crazy, usually physical challenges that bounce around online. Some people at the beginning of the year, they're like, I'm going to, I want to run 1000 miles this year. And other people, man, other people like pick the year, like it's 2023, like, oh, I'm going to run 2023 miles this year. And it's like, yay. Oh, and everybody gets excited. Right. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just because we could do this, should, should we, is it, what's going to be best for us? Is it, is it going to be helpful for what we really want? And if you just want a physical challenge, okay, I guess. But is it at the expense of other things? I believe sometimes we're seeking a sense of accomplishment and we're, we wind up doing it at the expense of our health. We wind up doing it at the expense of injuring ourselves sometimes. I can't tell you how many people that I knew, at least from a social media perspective, who set these run 1,000 miles or run 2,022 miles, whatever. They set these goals and then halfway through, it's not that they fell off the wagon. Halfway through, they were dealing with stress fractures in their foot or pain in their hips and they were in physical therapy. And it's like, yeah, that's a fun goal to talk about and you could do it, but should you? Is it really helping you move toward what you want out of life? Or is it that you just want a sense of accomplishment and you could get that a bunch of other ways, but this is just so clear cut, run 1000 miles this year. And it sounds really cool and it'll be fun to post on social media, right? So maybe that's a question you should ask. Maybe that's something you should entertain just because I could do this. Should I, will it be helpful? Will it move me in the right direction? Next up, number five, and this is revisiting something that I talked about extensively in episode number 181. I think that's, the title was something like two extremes that don't work, but it's this concept, this idea that like food playing too big or too small of a role in your life. Um, It's basically when either too much of your life revolves around food and eating and you become obsessed or you can't lose weight because too much pleasure or joy is based on food. So there's kind of two ways when food is too big of a role in your life, you either become way too obsessed with food and dieting, and that can lead towards legitimately like disordered eating or just a very low quality of life where you're hyper analyzing everything you eat. Or if food plays too big of a role in your life, it can lead to, to where you're basically banking on it for too much pleasure or joy. It's like the majority of your pleasure or joy in life, your pleasure, your happiness, the things you look forward to are coming from food and the food you're eating. Neither of those are good. Both of those are ways that food plays too big of a role in your life. Now, on the flip side of that, if food plays too small of a role in your life, that's not good either. If your life's so busy and scattered, scattered, lack of focus, if your life's so busy and scattered that you basically have no time or energy to even think about food, and you're just grabbing something here, grabbing something there, it usually leads to a gradual but progressive weight gain and decline in your health. So, Thanks, Corey. What am I supposed to do? Well, you guys know I'm all about balance, right? And hitting that magical middle. So here's the thing. Without doubt, the people that I see, the people that I've coached, the people who I know that I know who are most successful with life-changing long-term weight loss and then also find incredible success with their health, 
they find that happy medium of paying attention to their food, what they're eating, and if it if it helps them reach their goals, but also not obsessing, also not allowing food to dominate their life. So maybe a good question is, is food playing too big of a role in your life or too small of a role in your life? And is there, uh, could you possibly move toward a healthier middle ground? Next up, the final tip, topic, question, whatever you want to call it. Number six, one of the most important, oh my goodness, one of the most important and most helpful skills that anyone can have is real-time emotional regulation. We've all seen maybe on a movie, maybe in real life, when a child, four or five years old, three, four or five years old, whatever, a child is told no by their parent, right? They experience something they don't like, they don't want, and they have a total freaking meltdown. And we're like, oh my. The problem is, us adults do the same thing. It just looks a little different, right? It's not really socially acceptable to like scream and lay down in the floor and, you know, roll around like our life just ended. So we handle it differently. What do we do? Well, we go eat 13 brownies and drink five glasses of wine that night. That's what we do when we don't have great emotional regulation. Now, you may be thinking, wait a minute, Corey, I don't even, what is emotional regulation? So here's a quote from, I think, Cornell University, from researchers at Cornell. They said, emotional regulation is a term generally used to describe a person's ability to effectively manage and respond to an emotional experience. People unconsciously use emotional regulation strategies to cope with difficult situations many times throughout each day. And here's the thing. Ironically, when you lack the skill of emotional regulation, it circles us right back around to the very first thing that I talked about, which is the ability to focus. If you are constantly getting sucked up into emotional tornadoes, that's a term that I like to use. I'll come back to that in just a minute. If you're constantly getting sucked up into emotional tornadoes, then you can forget about narrowing your focus and really getting things done that will move you toward your goals. And that's essentially what this concept of real-time emotional regulation is. Let's be honest, guys. Every single day, we have to deal with a hundred different things that are not what we want, that's not what we wanted to hear, that is disappointing or discouraging to us. We have to deal with people disappointing us. We have to deal with disappointing outcomes at work or in our personal life, right? We have to deal with just random things that cause us to feel emotional. And if we cannot, in a real time, in real time, in those moments, begin to better understand our emotions and learn to manage them and regulate them and even really learn what's behind them. That's the secret, right? Because we often think that an event caused us to feel a certain way when that's not the, not the case. There's a little gap there. I've talked about it before on the podcast. Something happens, there's a tiny gap, and then there's an emotion. Now, we don't see that gap. We, go, we fly right by it. But that gap is a story that we tell ourselves. It's a thought that we have. Something happens, that person said something, and then we feel a certain way. But that's not true. That person said something, you told yourself a story about what they said. Well, they said that because they don't like me. They said that because they don't respect me. By them saying that, it makes me feel lesser, whatever. We tell ourselves a story, we have a thought in that tiny gap, which leads to our emotions. 
Our emotions don't magically happen. No one else can make you feel a certain way. You make yourself feel that way based off the thought and the story that you tell yourself about what the person did or what the event occurred, what event occurred. Now here, please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying your emotions aren't valid or they're not real. They're real. You're experiencing them. But once you begin to see that there's a thought and there's a story in that gap, it can begin to really give you incredible insight and and untangle this, what we often might feel like is a mess of emotions. It can be an incredibly, incredibly powerful thing. And here's the thing. If we don't do that, and I see this a lot, I feel this sometimes myself. I'm not judging any of you. I'm speaking from experience. If we don't do that, if we can't do that, then it's like the meteorologist saying, hey, if you live in this area, a tornado's coming. Take shelter. Get out of this area. And it's like you going out and standing in the middle of your yard or the middle of the road, just waiting. And then you get sucked up into the tornado (laughs) and you're powerless. You're powerless once you get sucked into an emotional tornado. The skill that will help you and all of us overcome that is learning real-time emotional regulation. And that skill will, will not only help you find much more peace in life, much more overall happiness and joy and contentment and satisfaction with your life and much better mental health, not only that, it will help you move toward your goals in other areas. All those other areas I mentioned earlier, career and family and spirituality and weight loss, pers- your, your health, right? Your, not only your mental health, but your physical health. It will allow you the ability to focus and to overcome hard things and to make progress. So let's do a super, super quick review. Number one, very super important skill for success is the ability to narrow your focus and execute. Number two, what are you being intentional about? Maybe it's time to manage your resources to get the most out of your life, career, family, spirituality, friends, and your health, physical and mental health. Number three, there's a danger in streaks because they can lead to perfectionism and all or nothing. We don't want streaks. We want consistency. Number four, just because you could doesn't mean you should. Just because I could doesn't mean I should, right? Don't don't pursue a sense of accomplishment at the expense of other very important things in your life, namely maybe your physical health, your orthopedic health. Number five, Food can play way too big or way too small of a role in good and bad ways, right? It, it can be, you can become too obsessed or just derive way too much pleasure from food. Or on the flip side, if it plays too small of a role, then you will probably gradually progress in a negative direction with your weight and your health. And then last, as we just discussed, one of the most important and helpful skills or tools that any of us have in life is emotional regulation, being able to better understand and better process our emotions, what's behind them, why they're happening, and then processing them and dealing with them. I hope that this little weird hodgepodge of an episode has been helpful. I hope that you will share it with someone who might benefit, send them a text, maybe do it on social media. I hope the two or three of you might even discuss it. This can be really, really insightful and helpful, as you've heard me say on the podcast before. And then one other thing, don't miss this. I hope that if any of these six things, if you were like, oh my gosh, that was, that was, super helpful. I'd love for you to share it with me. And if there are any of these where you're like, man, Corey, I'd love for you to dig into this more, share that too. So you can shoot me a message. Uh, I think my email will be in the show notes here. Uh, You could shoot an email or what I would prefer, what would be even better. Well, emails are always great, but you can either tag me on social media or you can shoot me a message on Instagram as well. And I think on there, I'm Corey Little Coach. (laughs) I should know my Instagram handle, right? Okay, guys. Thank you all so much for your time. And please, don't you ever forget, always remember that there's so much more to you than a number. So don't let the scales 
dictate your day or dominate your headspace. And losing weight's incredible. I love helping people do it, but losing weight is really all about these other things. It's all about gaining life and have a better quality of life. And you can do it. I believe in you 100%. Even if you don't believe in yourself, it's okay. Keep coming back. Keep listening. I'll keep working on you. We will get you there. Take care, guys. God bless. Bye-bye.